In the last two episodes, you heard Andrew Williams share his testimony, as well as sharing his experience with a brain tumor and what that surgery was like. And in this episode, you're going to hear him talk about how God really performed a miracle in his body and gave him healing and as well as comfort as well as the mission to really help other people. And he's going to leave us off with a piece of advice for those battling a seemingly insurmountable health issue. And the verse we're going to tie into this one is Psalm 34 verse 4 where it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Granted, it was very rough in the hospital. I had to go through rehab. I had to go, I had to learn to talk again and go through physical and, and um, um, occupational therapy. And uh, and there was a lot of things, crazy things that happened along the way. Like they, like there was a stitch that got missed that was left in my head. That's a metal staple that I they found like a month and a half later. Um, there was a lot of crazy things that you know occurred. But anyway, so I went to a, a, a plethora of doctor's appointments to different doctors after that. And so, um, anyways, going, I, I had a follow up with with my neurosurgeon, and he sat there and he said, "Okay, Andrew." Um, I want to check up on you. It's been, it's been, you know, it's been a couple of weeks now. Um, so how are you feeling? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, this, this, my, you know, vision's a little blurry and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And so he says, well, we have to address that piece that I left. We have to, we have to start radiation immediately. And, you know, and, you know, like if, you know, there's any other necessary, you know, methods we have to take, or we need to do that as well. As soon as he said, it, I said, no, no. I was like, I, I refuse. And he said, excuse me. And I said, no, I'm, I'm not taking it. And he said, Andrew, that's, that is the recommended route. And that's what we do. That's, you know, that's in the textbook. And I said, no, not for me. And so he said, are you sure? I said, yeah. And so he just left. He introduced me to a neuro oncologist and he told me, this is going to be your, your point of contact from now on. And so it's like, okay. So it's neuro oncologist, you know, he's like, okay, Andrew, you know, blah, blah, blah. This is, um, you're going to meet with me once every three months. Cause we're going to do continuous scans to see how everything's going. And so um, I, uh, I met with him every three months, but what I didn't tell them, I changed my entire lifestyle. I changed like, what I eat. I changed how I think. I changed what I did in my life. I, I became a shell or not shell. I, I became a person that I had never been before. I paid so close attention to everything that was coming into my body physically or mentally or, or you know, like through, you know, like sight and sound, all these things. And I just cleaned myself up. And anyways, I'll get back to that in a second. But I, in between that, I had to go see my general practitioner, the one that I, you know, I reported that I had a brain tumor to. Um, I go to his office and he, his nurses are, you know, doing the vitals and stuff like that. And then he walks up to me and he looks at me. He goes, Andrew, so yeah, when is your, when's your, uh, your surgery? I look at him and said, oh, doctor, I already had it. And he just stares at me. And he's like, stand up. And he's like going and he like ushered me in his office and he slammed the door behind him. And he's like, sit down. And then I was like, okay, sat down. And he rushes behind his desk. He puts his hands on his desk and he just does this. He gets really close to me and he just stares at me for a solid minute. Didn't say a single word. And so I'm just looking at him. It's like, okay, this is really weird. He said, Andrew, I have been in practice for many decades now. And I've had brain tumor patients. I have never met a single brain, brain tumor patient that has come out like this. I can't tell that you had surgery. I do not see a single deficit. There's nothing in the way you speak. There's nothing with your eye movements. There's, there's no twitches, anything. I can't tell you had surgery. And he said, I've never seen this before. So he, so he had me stand up. He walked around his desk. He put his arms around me and he says, God really loves you. You're meant for something great. 
And I looked at him and he's like, you know, he's like, take care of yourself and go do those things. <laughs> and, um, and that was the last time I saw him. I haven't seen him since that point. And I guess also, like I mentioned, uh, how I changed my, I changed my lifestyle. I kept going back to every three months to that, the neuro oncologist, they were monitoring that piece in my brain that they left. And then one day I went in there to review, um, the MRI scans and, uh, he looks at it and he goes, huh, that piece that we left in or that the neurosurgeon left in there, I don't see it. Hmm. And yeah. I, I, yeah. And then I, I just kind of smiled at him because in my head, in my, in my mind, I knew what I, I felt like I knew what I was doing. I felt like there's no questions. I, I said, this is, this is what I'm going to do now. And I will tell you during, from that point on, you know, of course I was still in rehab. I had, I had the darkest moments of my life in rehab because right before or right when I had surgery, COVID hit. So I wasn't able to go to, I wasn't able to go to therapy until months after the surgery. I wasn't allowed to go to the hospital or have visitors or anything like that. Um, it was rough. I, I just, no support groups because COVID, they didn't know COVID was. They didn't, like, we don't know, you know, if, what could happen. So they isolated me. And so, you know, when I, when I finally got home, um, you know, I was scared of people because I was like, I'm in such a, you know, in such a weakened state. I, you know, I don't know whoever, you know, my friends come over or anything that's like to help me. I was like, I know the intentions are good, but if I get sick and I'm in this position, I could just, you know, <laughs> anything could happen. And so I went through a lot of things during that time. I was very lonely. Um, and I hit a point where I'm, I'm, it's sad that I got to this point, but I was so alone. And I was, you know, I was like, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was like, wow. I was like, you know, I, I dropped, I dropped 35 pounds in one month. So I was just skin and bones. I couldn't do anything. I could barely stand. Um, I sat in the chair in my living room and I was so scared. I was so stressed and I was going through so much. And I said, for a split second, I thought, I want to end this. I had the thought that entered my mind. I'm alone. There's a, there's this thing that's taking over the country. I just had, you know, my head cut open and or you know, all this stuff. And I don't know what to do. There's no one here to help me. And so I, for that split second, I thought, do I take my own life to end this? And then immediately I was just like, no, 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 no. Don't think like that. But that's the first time in my life I've ever had that thought. And I remember um, I was laying in my bed and I was in, I was in lots of pain. I was very scared. And, uh, and, you know, I, I said a prayer. And that prayer I said was, you know, Lord, um, I'm, I'm really, I'm really scared right now, but I just want to let you know that if it's my time, I'm yours. You can take me. In that moment, when, as soon as I said that, the anxiety, the fear, the, um, the unknowing disappeared in an instant. And I felt a level of peace I've never felt in my life. It just came down over me and I was just like, I felt, I felt like I was being told it's going to be okay. I gave myself fully. I said, you need me. Here I am. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> um, and I, I resonate with a lot of which, a lot of what you were saying there. Um, and uh, one of the verses that I, I picked out here really kind of sticks with uh 
the anxiety part of things, um, as I know I have, I've struggled with depression, suicide, that kind of thing for a lot of years, mm -hmm. uh, which has helped me in so many ways with dealing with people and understanding the people, which has been amazing. But Joshua 1.9 says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed for the Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Uh, and I think that verse is, is very important for people who do feel alone and, and, and helpless like there is no way and i do encourage anybody listening if you're going through depression suicide please reach out to either myself uh at tpeter745 at gmail.com or especially reach out to your doctors uh to discuss that as i think that is very important um, and just put your faith fully in god uh and pray uh because god has, has spoken to us through prayer and it is it is our most important tool in communicating with God and understanding God and helping God to to speak to us because he speaks to us through prayer and that feeling of peace I, I've had that feeling envelop me where it's just like you just you don't know like just what peace is until that that feeling just comes over you and it's so warm mm -hmm. and comforting it's like God is wrapping his arms around you and the Holy Spirit just feels so uh, strong in you and God can do anything he can do so much and we see it uh in mark uh where he's mark 34 39 says uh where this where jesus is in the boat with with his disciples uh and there's a big storm and says and he awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea be still or peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm mm -hmm. and that's that feeling that that feeling of just that peace that just over it's overwhelming like it just like you don't you can't understand it so I, I get what you're talking about. And uh, I, it's hard to describe that, that feeling that, that you get, but it's just, it's just so comforting. And uh, I know in my, my deepest, darkest times, the Lord has saved me and brought me out. Uh, and I know you've kind of spoken to this a little bit, but looking back at your entire journey, where have you kind of seen specific points where you can be like, God was at work, even before you were a Christian, just being like, God was at work. Uh, and a verse that kind of speaks along with this is Psalms uh, 34, verse 4, where it says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Uh, so along that line, where have you seen God just helping you and directing you? Now that I can see it properly, he's always been there. And I think back in my life, so many moments where I could have, I could have made you know, the wrong decision, got involved in the wrong things, the wrong people. But he's found ways to speak to me. And one of the most common ways that I realize now, as I was, you know, as I was going throughout my years, is that he spoke to me through, actually, believe it or not, the radio, because I would be in a situation or I would be thinking something or someone would be telling me something and there'd be, I would always had a radio on and then I would tune into it. And a certain, a certain, um, set of lyrics would come up in a song and I'd think oh why did that stick out to me and it felt like it was being you know that was for me and it would direct me and then I remember thinking I remember I told a friend of mine this was when I was a teenager and also in college you know when something I said the radio is always on my side is what I told them and they're like what do you mean and I said they told me something I said you told me this but all like you know automatically as soon as you said this told me asked me a question or had an opinion the radio said something to me that I was the complete opposite. And I was like, huh, you know, because I was questioning what they were saying in my head, but it was like the answer came and it happened so many times throughout life and it still does. 
and it's 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 amazing um and i just you know i couldn't describe it before that's all i said i said the radio's on my side i would tell friends that you know (laughs) and and now it's like oh i see you know you're able to able to get to me even though i didn't know you yet yeah yeah well and it's i love it when i'm asking the lord for for directions or for answers and then all of a sudden uh, somebody will reach out to me mm-hmm. and they'll be speaking to this and i'll be just like you have no idea you just answered my prayer and i said that to actually somebody the other day who's been an answer to my prayer a few times mm-hmm. and he was kind of taken aback by it but he was a friend of mine from bible school and uh he's probably listening so he, uh, a shout out to him but he has been an answer to prayer several times just just through reaching out and i'm like i was just praying about this <laughs> Or or I'll, I'll read a devotion. And I'm like, I was just praying about this. Like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Or the pastor will speak on something. And I'm just like, you just brought clarity to what I was like going through, which is why it's so important. Church is so important, uh, I, I feel. And having those, those devotions and that, that proper prayer life is so key and important to our relationship with God, because then we can, we can pick up these things and we can understand Mm-hmm. that God is trying to speak to us and he does try and speak to us through so many different ways. Uh, and uh, it's just different people will react to different things. And mm-hmm. he knows that. So he knows what we're going to react to. He knows the way to reach us, what we're going to actually be able to understand. And uh, that just tells you how omnipotent and uh, our, our God is and that he's, he's everywhere. He's omniscient. He knows everything. Mm-hmm. And it just, confirm so much of, of what the bible says about our triune god and how powerful he is uh and i know i know just speaking and listening to you you are a believer in mir- in miracles um and psalm 77 14 kind of speaks a little bit to miracles where it says you are the god who works wonders and you have made known your might among the peoples uh, and he makes his his might known in our own lives through different miracles whether it's a big miracle or just something small uh, in our life, in your case, getting rid of uh, the rest of that tumor, uh, it's a fairly big miracle. Uh, and it's just being able to notice and take take heed of these things and just be like, okay, God's at work. God's got this. He's got me. Uh, and I, I really love, uh, I love to to just focus on that. God's got me. He, yeah. he, he has my back. And uh, it's just so important to remember that miracles to happen and that god is a god who can do anything he can do anything he wants that's not saying he's going to heal every single person Mm -hmm. um but god has the power to heal and to use us in many different ways and if we do if we are ill like myself i've had a lot of health issues but god uses those health issues yes to really help reach people and so i think it's important to recognize that and remember that uh, and I love hearing that in your story. Uh, I want to touch on one thing before we before we sign off here, and that is uh, a piece of advice that you would give to those who are battling seemingly insurmountable health issues. They're really just just stuck in that mode. But what advice would you would you give to those people? Well, there's a, there's a few things I would give, and one of them is never lose your faith, because I don't believe that there is something there is coincidence. Coincidence, I believe, is God's way of remaining anonymous. And thing is, when it comes to when it comes to dealing with great, you know, adversity through your especially through your health, the road to healing is not linear. It's three steps forward, two steps back. 
and you have to realize that you can't you can't ever lose faith you got to stay focused on you know what it is you want to achieve i've had many people through my story tell me things that oh you got x amount of time to live oh you're going you know you know you need to do this this is what's considered the route to take and i said by whose standards you're a man <laughs> you know and it's like and that's so how i never accepted it and what i want people to realize i want to leave them with this something i've told myself and i had to realize over time because i finally saw things how they are black and white um we live we live in a world or we live on an earth that has 8 billion worlds within it and so we all live a different world and these times are very trying and we constantly are being told it's a race we have to you know no matter if it's work it's family etc oh we're racing against one another and then so one day I sat and I thought about this. I said, everybody may be going 100 miles an hour and I may be only going an inch a day. But when I look down on the road to somewhere, I realize that everyone around me is on a treadwell, treadmill to nowhere. And I'd rather move forward an inch a day rather than 100 miles an hour to nowhere because I'm not on that treadmill. I'm on the road on the path that God set before me and lights my way. Yeah, it's like the Pilgrim's yeah. Progress, if, you, if you're familiar with that. Uh, it's a great cartoon that they have for, for kids, and it's based on a, a book, too, of a, a guy going through uh, this struggle, and they're all in this town where they can't leave this town. And he leaves this town, and there's all these different paths, and he keeps being told what the right path is, but then someone comes along and deceives him, and he goes on the wrong path. And it's like we all stumble along on these wrong paths, but there is a right path and God will always be there to pull us out of those wrong paths. We just need to, to go into prayer and trust that the Holy Spirit is actually going to guide us and put our faith in, in God because he will definitely help us and get us through these tough times and give us support uh, when we need it, that comforting arm and uh, bring people into our lives at the right moments. Uh, like you say, no, no coincidence, nothing is coincidence. It's, it's God bringing people or making events happen at the right time. Just mm -hmm. something to either catch our, our attention and be like, this is where I want you. This is what I want you doing. Uh, yeah. So thank you for sharing with us today. Uh, it's been, it's been a real pleasure talking with you and uh, hearing your story. It's been a real encouragement. So thanks for sharing with us today. Well, thank you, Tony. Um, I do want to, I want, I want to leave this for people out there. Um, if you ever want to get in touch with me, if you want to talk, or if you want to discuss anything regarding that, um, I do have I do have a website, and I would I just want to share things with people. I want to help you along the way um, because I'm going to be giving things from firsthand experience. So I pivoted my life. I got out of the entertainment world, and now I'm I'm a nutritionist and also a coach because this is what this is my calling. I knew from that moment that I can no longer be about me. So now I'm for everyone now that I can help, and that's. That's what I want to do in my life. And what is your website? AndrewBelieves.com. Awesome. So we'll put a link to that in the description uh, so people can find you. Well, thank you. Thank you for listening to Cool Explorations. You've just been listening to Andrew Williams, a brain cancer survivor, talk about his battle with cancer, what the battle was like, and about his surviving, and how God has really worked through his life to create a miracle in his heart as well as a miracle in his body and uh, he wants to, to leave us off with a piece of advice for those who, who are battling with seemingly insurmountable health issues. He's got some really important advice that he's just left us with. 
If you would like to reach me for any reason, you can do so at tpeters745 at gmail.com.